0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Get it! Hi, Maddie. Hi, Lauren. How you doing? I'm good. Welcome back to the Cinechix podcast. Um, for everybody out there, I... I'm really blessed to live in a house with three roommates, and I am the roommate that gets the master bedroom, which means I get the master closet, and currently in my master closet, I have a dresser.
1: This is true. I've really
0: been debating moving the dresser out of the closet, so Lauren and I have more space while we record.
1: Yeah, but I feel like you don't need to do that. Like, there is
0: enough space.
1: It would make it more comfortable, but... Yeah, It's also interesting to me because we've both now lived in the master in this house Mm -hmm. alone. And so the way, like, my closet looks very different than yours.
0: Well, you have more stuff than I do. This is true. So I was able, like, I'm storing lots of non-clothing items in here that normally would be under my bed. That's true.
1: Anyways, there's a little bit of history of the house (laughs) and our living situation has nothing to do with movies, but
0: anyways. Let's smooth transition into our, what are we talking about today?
1: It's frickin' bats. It's frickin' bats! If you haven't seen that YouTube video, please go watch it, because it is classic. It's this little girl around Halloween, and she goes, look it, it's frickin' bats. I love Halloween. And it's just one of my favorite videos. So, based on that, we're pumped because we saw... The Batman this week.
0: We did. We saw it on opening night. Yeah. Which was super
1: fun. There were a lot of people in that theater. It's the
0: first time I've been in a full theater, sold out theater since before
1: COVID. It was very exciting. Yeah. I said this to you then, and I'm going to repeat it to the people, but I firmly believe that like superhero movies or you added like cult following movies will single-handedly keep the theater business going. Yeah. And I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. I think for some reason and hopefully this doesn't make everybody want to turn off the podcast before we even get into the good stuff, but to me, when I hear superhero, I immediately think Marvel and the Marvel universe, even though I know that DC is also, super, like, is also, like, like... They're still heroes. Yeah, but I think Marvel has just released so many movies. Anyways, we're going to get into this at the end, but...
1: Yeah, there's all sorts of history. To keep the... could be a fun additional podcast as well.
0: Yeah, well, what I was gonna say is that's why I added or cult followings because I think things like, like if you were to bring, redo the original Harry Potter's and bring those back, I think people would absolutely for sure come to the theater for them. Or Lord, if you could re-release Lord of the Rings, kind of thing, people would come back. I'm
1: curious to see if the new Fantastic Beast movies. I don't think they they clearly do not have the same appeal as Harry Potter. No, but I'm curious to see what the turnout is. The Dumbledore one looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I
0: feel like it looks pretty good, but I'm going to set my expectations real low. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But before we get into the Batman, we also saw some other movies this week. Mm -hmm. Maddie, you saw one. Would you like to share about it?
0: Yeah, I told you I have a little confession to make.
1: Yeah, I really want to know.
0: So I told Lauren that I was going to take myself on a little date this week to go see the worst person in the world. Yes. And I did. I bought a ticket to see the worst person in the world. I got myself a margarita across the street before I walked over and I'm standing there and I'm like, do I want to see this movie? Suddenly I have no interest in seeing this movie. So as I'm checking in, I say, hi, movie theater person that works here. Is there a way that I can switch which movie I go and see? And he says, yeah, for sure. Which one do you want to see? Lauren, can you guess what movie I saw instead? Was it, it wasn't the, was it the Batman? No, the
1: Batman wasn't out.
0: Right, Batman wasn't out yet.
1: Was it some horror movie? No. Was it Dog with Channing Tatum?
0: <laughs> yes. oh my gosh, I took myself to see Dog, which is like the most out-of-character <laughs> move. I, I don't know if The Worst Person in the World is a good movie, but I suddenly was like, I'm just so curious about this Channing Tatum dog movie. I think I'm going to take myself to see it. Was it enjoyable or was it bad? I never need to see it again, but it was—it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be.
1: That's really funny. Channing
0: Tatum is a great confession. Was more charming than I anticipated. Okay, um, Jamie from the podcast, another podcast that I love, Jamie B. Golden. Yes, she once compared. She once said that Channing Tatum is really just like a maintenance man that comes to your house and fixes things at your house, but with a really good body and i completely agree with her i really don't think that training tatum is that cute i just think he's really fit you know i don't i don't fully disagree and but yeah and i mean i don't mean to get email on the podcast but it really made me miss my grandparents to watch a movie about a dog so it was kind oh. of like sentimental and was sweet. it a sad
1: dog movie No, it has a very happy ending. Oh, that's good. I feel like a lot of dog movies are sad. It's very happy. I
0: mean, you see the happy ending coming from 10 miles away. Beautiful. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. So, anyways. That's really funny. That was a great confession.
1: confession. So, we have no idea if the worst person in the world is any good. I would kind of like to see it. It's kind of intriguing to me.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very intriguing. That's why I originally bought a ticket to see it. But it's it's not the movie
1: that... I think it's a Norwegian film.
0: It got nominated
1: for Oscar for International Feature Film. Yes interesting yes we also saw another movie this week
0: another movie and
1: we are not going to tell you people the title because but what we will say um it has now become our lowest rated movie on our entire spreadsheet so if you want to know ahead of time what that movie is you should go check out our ranking spreadsheet also called cine our opinions but like in data form and it was not good
0: it was really not. Like, I don't even feel like it's worth two more words said on this podcast to talk about it. Not being no.
1: good. I feel like we'll probably give our opinions at a later date and tell you the official movie, but if you want the sneak peek.
0: Yeah, you can go hunt for it in our data.
1: Yeah, go find the data. But anyways, so we did see the Batman. Yes. And I will say, Maddie, I think you were a lot more excited about this going into it than I was. Oh, I was
0: like giddy going to the movie theater. She was giddy. I was kind of indifferent. Well, I feel like it takes me a lot to get excited about a movie. This is true. Like, I normally go into a movie being like, I just, like, know I'm going to be able to predict the ending. Or I know that I'm going to be annoyed at this actor that's in it. Or I tend to spoil movies for myself by, like, not looking them up, but by predicting, like, based off the trailer Like, I overanalyze trailers, and I'm like, I already know how that's going to end.
1: You judge a a book by its cover, so to say. You judge a movie by its trailer.
0: And then I'm normally right. However, not that I – I think that there are parts of Batman that were predictable. But I was just so excited. And I was saying to Lauren, like, I think think that Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises – were three movies that very much shaped my love for storytelling and for the cinematic experience. And I think it, those three movies are movies that very much impacted what I like now mm-hmm. and very much were like what I would consider like nostalgic, what I was raised on movies. Yeah,
1: which is very different than mine because uh, Campfire Confession to the People. I haven't actually seen any of the other Batman movies. I feel like I've seen bits and pieces. I can recognize the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight Rises score from a mile away because it's the Mm -hmm. King Hans Zimmer, and I used to study to movie scores. I still do. Um, But I haven't actually seen the movies, so those were not the ones that I was raised on. Yeah. Whereas I was more like the classic 90s rom-com situation.
0: This is like the first Batman movie. I definitely saw the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises in theaters. With my dad and my brothers. And so this was the first Batman movie that, like, we all live in different places, so I couldn't see it with them. So that was kind of sad, but I was very excited, and I was very excited to text with them about it after. Yeah,
1: and I will say, like, this movie made me want to go back and watch the other Batman movies, and I think I will. Yeah. Because I'm curious to compare them now.
0: Well, we are going to do a brief little overview about those movies, but I think the most important thing to know is that the there have been... Four other Batman movies released. Batman, which was released in 1989 by director Tim Burton. And it actually took Tim Burton 10 years to be able to make that movie. He originally got the rights to the movie at the very beginning of the 70s. No, at the very end of the 70s. And then the movie was actually released in 1989. It's a long time. And it took him so long because he... Before that, there had been the Batman TV series, Batman and Robin, right. you know, fight these criminal type minds, but it's very much like bang, pow, like very campy. And Tim Burton didn't want it to be campy, and so it took him a really long time to convince anybody to release the rights to him, and then it took another really like long amount of time for him to convince somebody to fund the movie.
1: I, like, had no idea Tim Burton did this. Because when I think Tim Burton, I automatically go, like, creepy the Nightmare Before Christmas situation. Yeah. Which is not what Batman 1989 gives me. But I also 100% agree I do not describe anything Tim Burton does as campy or, like, comic-y.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because he, I mean, the 1989 Batman is not, it is, I would say it is campy compared to the Batmans that have come out since then. But comparatively to the Batman TV series, it was very different. Dark. They had a lot of limitations because of the technology that they had in the 80s when they were actually filming this. Something that's really interesting that I learned about this movie is that they spent $5 million to transform the back lot of Pinewood Studios into Gotham City. And so it's all a real set. Like it's not. It wasn't a. Uh, city that they filmed in, like it was legitimate, but with that, it had its limitations in what you could do with it. Um, yeah. And so, like the Batcave in that movie is super, like, kind of underwhelming and doesn't have anything like great going on or special because two walls of it are not real walls. Like, it's well, that makes sense. It's where the cameras were, and interesting. so, um, so that's interesting. However, it is important to note that Tim Burton's Batman. Is the first movie ever to hit 100 million in 10 days. Woohoo. I know. So much money. <laughs> so much money, especially when you consider the time that it was released. Um, yeah. And that's not even like counting the like toys and merchandising sales that came after. I actually listened to a podcast that said that like black t shirts were like impossible to find in like the year following Batman because so many people were buying them and like
1: trying painting. to be Batman.
0: Painting Batman logos on it and stuff. And it was the number one costume bought the next year for Halloween. So, Tim Burton's Batman really made a huge splash. However, it didn't have good longevity. So, technology picked up very quickly because the movie took so long to make that by the mid-90s, they had so much more technology that I think if they would have yeah. started filming this movie mid-90s, it that w- was
1: That was Michael Keaton as Batman, right? In um, 1989? Yes. Gotcha. That's
0: what yeah. I thought. Yep. So Michael Heaton was Batman. The Joker was played by Jack Nicholson. Oh. The uh, yeah, I know. And then the like the girl that plays like the love interest was played by Kim Bassinger, who's like, oh, I know that a name. Pretty big. I think she was a supermodel, maybe. That sounds right. It hmm. could be very off base. Yeah. So he actually like. Didn't want... Michael Keaton wasn't his first choice in being cast as the Batman. He really, really wanted um, William Defoe to play Batman. And then he also looked at James Wood, Brad Dorith, David Bowie. And then... David Bowie? Yeah. That would have been... David Bowie as Batman would have been so... Fascinating. Okay, well, get the last person that really wanted the role, that really his name only was added to the list of names because of his own personal interests and not because Tim Burton was interested in him, but was n- none only than Robin Williams.
1: Oh, no, 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 Robin no. Robin no, Williams
0: no. wanted to be the first Batman. I, uh, no. Because Robin Williams saw the TV version of Batman and was like, this is a comedic role, I can do this. And oh. Tim Burton was like, you don't understand my vision. And Robin Williams was like, name your budget. And oh the, gosh, the producers were vibe. like, we can underpay him. Let's cast him. And Tim Burton was like, he can't do the Batman that I want. Something that's also really important to note from the 1989 Batman is because of the way the suit was made, the way that the original suit was made in 1989 is what has informed every single person that's played Batman how they move as Batman if you've ever noticed like Batman's like super kind of like restricted you really see it in the new movie like yeah David uh David um Robert Pattinson like there's a scene where he's like walking away from Alfred to get on an elevator and he's like very much moving like kind of like robotically well that's because the original Batman Michael Keaton like he like couldn't move in his suit and so he had very like body limited mobility, and so that's, like, where, where that movement came from. But then you fast forward to 2005, and we start with The Batman Begins. And Christopher Nolan basically pitched the idea to Warner Brothers. Hey, I want to do this three-movie trilogy. Let me do it, let me do it, let me do it. Pay me for, give me budget for all three up front. I have this plan. I don't wanna I don't wanna do one movie and see if it does well to do the other three. I want you to commit to all three. And Warner Brothers said no. Then a year later he comes back and he's like, okay, how about this is my budget? And he comes back and he asks for fifty million dollars less than his original ask, and they say, Fine. Fifty thousand dollars. Fifty million. million. Doll- dollars I heard left. fifty thousand for a second and I was like, that's all it took. No. Guess so the overall, him. his original budget for the first movie that he wanted was $200 million, and they, they committed to $150 million, including advertising and everything that goes into it. Um, and so fans were very unsure about this movie, Batman Begins, before it came out. Like, the general population was like, okay, we're not really sure. Like, the 1989 Batman did well, but not well enough for them to do a second one. Like, why do we need to restart? Like, this movie has already been put out. How, how are we going to tell the Batman story differently? Like, we've seen it on TV. And Christopher Nolan, who directs the trilogy, basically says, I want to do the Batman, but I want him to be like this hero that doesn't know that he's a hero that nobody really wants. I want there to be more tension. I want there to be, like, more of this, like, give and take between the good, like, who's the villain and who's the good guy and, like, what the public sees. Because in the 1989 Batman and the Batman TV series, like, everybody's on board that Batman's a hero. And so what Christopher Nolan did was create the tension that you see going forward. Yes. Yes. Um, And so, obviously, Christian Bale is Batman for this Batman trilogy. Alfred is played by the none other than Michael Caine. Rachel is played in the first movie by Katie Holmes. And in the second movie by Maggie Gyllenhaal? As in...
1: Yes. Jake s- Gyllenhaal? Sister of Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Huh, I did not know that. Now you know. Um, In the first Batman Begins, the villain is Scarecrow, um, and then... Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he plays Lucius Dude. Fox. So he's, like, the gadget guy in the Batman oh, movies. He can, like, narrate my life. I so love So he, like, Morgan hooks Freeman. up, like, Wayne Enterprises. He, like, works yeah. for Wayne Enterprises, and he, like, gives all Bruce the, the all of the things. things. Nifty. Yes. Um, and so... That's where we are at what? Nothing. Oh. Orange just gave me a weird look, everyone. My feet are falling asleep, so I <laughs> keep moving around. Um, but, okay, so... Where are we? So we're talking Batman Begins. We're talking The Dark Knight. We're talking The Dark Knight Rises. I just looked at Christopher Nolan's, like, catalog.
1: Yeah. Dude is a beast. Oh, yeah. His first movie... Was Memento. Have you ever seen Memento? No. So it, it was, like, it made in 2000. hmm And I had to watch this in college in my Abnormal Psychology in Film class. Yeah. And it's, like, essentially, like, you start at the end. So it's, like, it gives you the ending. And then it jumps back. And then it goes this segment to where the last one started. And then it jumps back. So it, like, goes in pieces. It's so trippy. Yeah, that's... So weird. That but anyways, Christopher I mean, Nolan, I was like, dude is a beast. He's yeah. done some... Intense things. Yeah,
0: he's done Dunkirk, right? Was him did Dunkirk, Inception, Interstellar, like all of the like trippy time movies, mental (laughs) things. Yeah. Um. So the Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises, we get to see multiple villains across these movies. Starting with Scarecrow, Um, then in The Dark Knight, we get to see this like idea of like a dual villain. So you have the Joker. But you also have this, like, frenemy situation in Two-Face in The Dark Knight. And then The Dark Knight Rises, you have kind of that dual villain also where you have Bane and then you also have Talia. Um, And so, like, these movies, I feel like there are such epic scenes in these movies. Like, the scene in The Dark Knight Rises where, like, Bane has blown up the... um, Football stadium, and you see this like football player like running across the field. I feel like I've seen this, and the like stadium is like collapsing as this player is running across the field. I've seen this scene, and I feel like that scene just pictures like these villains in these movies are about genuinely about like corrupting the city, right? Like they're going after like American football, right? Like, what's more like how dare you for the people. Like, let's just demolish something that is for the people just for the sake of, like, getting the attention of government officials, basically. Yeah. Um, So that's some history of, like, where we left off in the Batman trilogy, which, like, if you would have asked me two years ago, do we need another Batman? I would have said absolutely not. Like, why would we have to redo any of these movies? I think it's
1: interesting, like, this one has an entirely different villain, which I didn't realize that the villain – so the villain in this one is the Riddler – Yes. Which I did not realize that the Riddler was not a main villain in any of the other movies.
0: He is a main villain in the comics, and he is a main villain in the TV show. Like,
1: I, I knew, like, of the Riddler, but yeah. I never, like, put two and two together that, like, he was never, like, a serious, like, villain in another movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Also, can we talk about why it's called The Batman? Because all I can think of when I think of The Batman is, like, how Ohio State always has to be, the Ohio State University, and I'm, like, The Batman. Yeah. Also, can I tell you my Batman joke? Sure. Uh, Maddie, what do you call it when Batman doesn't go to church? Uh, Christian Bale. Get it? She's so proud of herself. Get it? (laughs) It's one of my favorite jokes. Anyways, you're welcome, everybody.
0: Yeah. So, basically, Adam Reeves, the director of the Batman, wanted, like, I don't know if, like... The producers came to Adam Reeves and were like, hey, do this movie. Or if Adam Reeves came to them and were like, I want to do this. But he wanted the opportun- opportunity to take the like brooding, dark Batman that we had all known from Christopher Nolan's trilogy and basically bring in a new villain, like you're saying, the Riddler from the comics, but also change some of the dynamic between Bruce Wayne and the city because we don't... The, there's just so so much unclarity around what his relationship with the city should act, actually be like. So in the trilogy, yeah. Bruce Wayne is very much just like, you know, he takes over Wayne Industries. He's like, he's kind of like has the same like Iron Man with Stark Industries, like... He owns, like, tech and, like, weaponry and, like, has access to all of this different stuff. And so, Christian Bale's Batman is, like, very much like, I wear nice collared shirts and suits and I go out on the town and I'm showing off my pretty girlfriend named Rachel and... Like, he knows all of the politicians very personally and, like, knows them well and it, and is rubbing shoulders with them all of the time and then leaves and goes and be, and, and is Batman. And so you, Christian Bale spent a lot more time in his movies outside the suit than you see Robert, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson was
1: very rarely out of his suit.
0: Very rarely out of his suit. He was in his suit so much. He... I, I'm going to do my best not to spoil many things, but he he spends a lot of time out of the suit. He also spends in the suit. S- no, he also spends very little time with other characters. Like oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's 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 himself. He's with himself in his Batcave, and then he's with Alfred. Like he doesn't really have relationships with the town. He's not carrying on his family's legacy. Like he's kind of like a loner he's very much a loner like he has a very different relationship with the government I think Christian Bale's Batman like had an in with the DA like he like was had this relationship with Harvey Dent and like that like contributed to Two-Face whereas like where Robert Pattinson Batman starts is almost where Christian Bale's Batman starts in the second movie
1: so from somebody who like had very little Batman knowledge going into this You get none of the backstory. So, like, you're kind of just expected to know his background. How, like, they do not explain how I became the Batman or anything. It's just, like, he's there. There's also, like, you realize very quickly.
0: They tell, Alfred and him have a conversation about how after Batman, after Bruce's parents died, Alfred uses his training that he learned from combat to teach Batman.
1: Yeah, but they don't explain why bats.
0: They don't explain why bats.
1: But also, like, they also do not explain why there's so much tension with him in the city. Like, it's very clear that the city does... Not all the people in the city believe that Batman is a good person. There's a
0: scene where he's, like, walking through all of those policemen, and they're literally like, get out of here. It's like,
1: it feels like the city thinks he's a villain, and you don't really know why. Yes. Like... So you're going into this, and, like, obviously, if you kind of know the story, you, you get it. But as somebody, I was like, okay, I don't really know why there's this tension. Like, mm-hmm. I would have liked to know what has happened prior yeah. that has caused this issue. I would yeah. also like to very much know how he became friends with What's-His-Face, the the police officer mm-hmm. that's his only ally. Mm-hmm. Is he, like, a chief detective?
0: Man? Um, yeah, he is. Is he the commissioner? No. He's, no. He's... He is... He's not the DA, I don't think. No, because the DA is a bad guy. Yes, that's right.
1: He's like the head police investigator. Lieutenant James Gordon.
0: James Gordon, yes. Who's basically supposed to be like Robin.
1: Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. That's an interesting plot twist. I did not
0: notice. Because there's not... Unless... Unless... Reeves decides to like actually cast somebody as Robin from the trilogy. That's like Gordon was supposed to be like this. Like
1: take I on see, I see. Robin. See, I
0: didn't get that. Interesting.
1: Overall, like, what would, what was your like overall opinion on this movie? Like, were you did it exceed your expectations?
0: Um. So I don't know if I'm ready to expose what I think about the movie because no. I think I want to keep talking about it. Okay. So, the other thing that I felt like was very interesting is the that we once again were fighting two villains. Like, this has seemed to, this, I've realized this to be a theme throughout the Batman movies. Like, there's, there was the Penguin, which was, like, the obvious villain that the cops and the DA. Like a mobster. You know, they are trying to go after this drug bust situation that supposedly they had, like, conquered. But then there's also the Riddler, who's, like, the more obvious villain to Batman. Yes. Right? Like, Batman acknowledges that Penguin is not a good guy, but it's, like, not really who he's after. Right. Even though the city is, like, very caught up in what's going on with the Penguin or what's going on with, like, all of the drug things going on. Right. But they're kind of connected. Well, they are connected, but the town doesn't know that. Like the I'm town just thinking know from that. like the townspeople. You people, find that, yeah. They're not really caught up in what's going on with the, with the Riddler. That makes sense. Did did you not think that? No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So the like other part of this movie that I had a very hard time connecting with was Catwoman.
1: So random Selena, in my opinion.
0: Kyle, everybody on the internet loves her. Everybody thinks that she was like born to play this part. And I'm like, Aww. better than Anne Hathaway? Now, here's the deal. The Catwoman, her name's Selena. Selena, like in this movie, the similarities between Anne Hathaway, Selena, and Zoe Kravitz, Selena is that. They both grew up, or they're both living on, like, the sketchy side of town. They both have a roommate that they really love, that they're trying to protect, trying to, you know, figure things out for that roommate. They both, like, are, like, it's, like, steal from the rich to give to the poor. Like, they have that mentality. However, when you meet Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, she's, like, very established, right? Like, she, like, clearly somebody made a suit for her. She has cool gadgets. She's very sleek and put together. You don't. Like, she, you do see her, like, out of the suit, and she's, like, very poised and, like, beautiful and, like, clearly has an in with, like, the bougie elite of Gotham City, whereas Zoe Kravitz, Selena, she doesn't have that. Like, her Catwoman costume is, like, her biker gear and a face. Like a sock, uh, ski like mask. Ski she's cut to look like
1: a cat head. Yeah,
0: and... <laughs> And so it's very, and she's like very clearly like at the very beginning of her career as Catwoman or whatever that's going yes. to turn into. Like she's, you know, still figuring out her character, and the sexual tension between these two, which you don't see in the other movies, because in the trilogy, Batman he's dating Rachel. Batman's dating Rachel, so he can't be oh. attracted to Catwoman. Oh, that's and I in did this not know that. Movie, like, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz's sexual tension on the screen, to me, took away from the it story. made me very line. uncomfortable. I did not see it. Everyone else on the internet loved them together.
1: I did not like it.
0: And when I see pictures of them on the red carpet, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're kind of cute together. But then when I saw them on screen, I'm like, eh, ah, eh. Yeah. Like, mm. I just, it wasn't, it, like, to me, I'm like, I'm here for Batman. I don't need a love story. <laughs> yeah. And so... Those were kind of my big takeaways from, like, comparing the two from, like, movies that are so sacred and loved in my book to, like, this new take. Now, this new take, do we want to go through our ratings? Yeah. Let's jump into it. Okay. So, uh, my critical rating for The Batman, which, friendly reminder to our audience, our friends out there listening to us... Critical impression is, like, all the official stuff. So, cinematography, movie score, acting, costuming. Casting impression, which is, like, literally, like, did the actors that were cast in this do a good job? Were they the right choice? Overall impression is, like, did we like it and would we recommend it? So, my critical impression was an 8.5. So, that's I, it, that's a high score for me. Yes, it is. Um, You're a harsh critic. I am a harsh critic. I'm definitely the bad bad cop in our duo. Um, I thought that Gotham city looked incredible. Again, it was shot in Chicago. I thought that the city was as crime ridden and disastrous as like, it just like looked so good. I thought that, that like, I just, I, I, the, costume Batman's costume this is the best Batman costume we've seen I thought he had much better mobility in it so high tech it was so high tech it like to me it was just like so cool to look at Robert Pattinson looked great in it I thought Robert Pattinson casted in this I was very unsure about him but I thought that he really is the right choice for this role I don't know if I would say that Robert Pattinson is a super dynamic actor that was my take as well. But he does this, and he does this well, and he did it well in Batman. Yes, I would argue
1: that Robert Pattinson has is a very one dimensional actor. He always plays solemn, dark, brooding. Mm-hmm. Whether that's Edward Cullen in Twilight, um, even in Harry Potter as Cedric Diggory, I feel like he's very like yeah, not blah is the wrong term, but like he's very. He's not a dynamic actor, and I think in this case, like, it fit him very well. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was, like, he's the perfect Batman. Like, yeah. I think somebody else could have done it, but I think, like, that's feels like his emo to me is just yeah. brooding, dark, kind of dull, yeah, one-dimensional characters.
0: Yeah. He... So, two notes. What was the movie called that he was in? Gosh, I need to look it up. Um, not Water for El- Remember Me. He was in a movie called Remember Me. Yes. Where you see a little bit of a different side of him in that movie. I have not seen that. And so. that's the only movie... He's still dark and brooding and, like, clearly is, like, going to counseling or something. Like, he's got big things going on in his hmm. emotions. But you see a little bit more depth to him. Something that I think is fascinating is another movie that Adam Reeves directed was Tenet, and Robert Pattinson was in Tenet. And so they had a relationship with one another before he was cast in The Batman. I think Christopher Nolan had a part to play in Tenet, too. Really? Was I he a producer? I really
1: thought I saw that on IMDb, which is fascinating. He was a writer. He wrote oh. Tenet. So Christopher Nolan wrote it. And directed Oh, it. no.
0: It says written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Oh, maybe the thing that I read online was that Christopher Nolan suggested Robert Pattinson to Adam Reeves. That makes sense. Because Christopher Nolan advised on these movies. Eh? But had no official part to play. That makes sense. I don't know if that's fake news or real news. Can't remember where I read it. I've digested a lot of Batman facts in the last two days. but That's fair enough. Um, anyways, my critical impression was an 8.5. Lauren, what was yours? My critical impression was close. I
1: gave it a nine. Mm -hmm. I thought it got some major points for, like, costuming and scenery. I thought scenery was done really well. I thought the effects were done super well. Mm -hmm. Um, I... This kind of goes into casting as well. The makeup on the penguin. So the penguin is played Mm -hmm. by Colin Farrell. You would never know that was the same person. Like... I when I looked and I was like Colin Farrell plays Penguin. I was like, there's no way. Like it does not look like the same person yeah. at all. And so I thought like that really impressed me. I was like, whoa.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I thought like it was very well done. I thought the score was good. I thought like cinematography was good. Like I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought Adam Reeves did a really good job directing it. Um, the But yeah, I like, I just think, like, it was very well done. It surprised me. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. I felt like you liked it when we left. I did. Maddie, what was your casting impression on this movie? So the one character that we haven't talked about a ton yet is, I don't know if it's Paul Dano or Paul Dano, but he played the Riddler. Yes. And I... I thought he did an incredible job. Oh, incredible job. Like being, so like we, Lauren and I started to talk about how like, it seems like maybe not as much as a Bane's character, but for sure Harvey Dent, for sure the Joker, and for sure the Riddler all have like mental illness clearly woven into their story arc. Yes. And Paul just did an incredible job capturing that and like In such a psychopath way. Like. So creepy. Spoiler. I'm going to talk spoiler. I want you to press 30 seconds fast forward four times right now to not get spoiled. But there's a scene where he's like about to get caught. And he's just like stripped down to like being the guy that he is. Like he's not in dressed up as the Riddler. And he like. He just has a calm. He's so calm. He's so calm. He like wants to be caught. It's like clearly part of his plan and it's like really you just want to create corrupt like you just want there to be criminal activity and you just want Gotham to burn yeah which like to me I'm like just leave Gotham but like they're so tied up in what's going on in this city that like and the Joker was similar yeah so
1: so the Joker is not officially in this movie the, you can very clearly tell it's supposed to be the Joker. Um, on IMDb, he's literally listed as unnamed Arkham Prisoner, which I think is hilarious. And you're like, yeah. clearly it's the Joker. Um,
0: well, if you Google it, it also tells you that it's Yeah. Accurate. So you said... Did you say your casting score? No. I was just talking about how great I think that he, Paul Dano did. Yeah. As a Riddler, I thought Robert Pattinson did great. I think the only reason that I wouldn't have given this... I even really liked the guy that played Alfred. I thought he did a really good job... I thought Jeffrey Wright, who played James Gordon, did a really good job. Um, Like you said, like Penguin, the guy that played Penguin was really great. So really, and and I might get canceled from this when you really dig into, like, what the general public is saying, but the only thing holding my score back from being a 10 was Selena, was Zoe Kravitz. And so I scored this as an 8.
1: I... So I gave it a seven, so my mind was a little lower. I feel like, given the part, I don't think Zoe Kravitz did a bad job. Like, I think she did a fine job. Yeah. But I think she could have been replaced. Yes. I also think Robert Pattinson could have been replaced by somebody else. Like, which is why I gave it a seven. Like, I, and again, I think they both did a good job. Like, I don't think it was bad. But I just don't think, like, I would go, that was your perfect part. Like, that was made for you. Like, Paul Dano, I was like, that was made for you. Um, but yeah, like, I gave it a seven. I thought it was casted, like, overall really well. I thought the guy who played James Gordon was very likable.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're just like my friend. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a scene where, like, Batman is in, like, a jail cell with him, and there's, they're just, like, James Gordon helps him get out, and it's just like, okay, that's exactly what this character is supposed to do, and he did it really well.
1: Yeah, and you, like, automatically get, like, my vote for Colin Farrell being the Penguin. Yeah. Just because it was... Like, you you would never know. Um, And same with the guy who played Carmine Falcone. I thought he did a really good job playing the, like, mobster villain guy.
0: Well, and he really, he's, like, the his character (laughs) is the turning point for backstory for Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Which is really interesting, which I'm not going to spoil spoil that. But, um, But yeah. Uh, Maddie, what was your overall impression of this movie? My overall Did you give this an overall impression? No, okay, I'm reading the. Thing. I thought that Lauren gave an overall impression of a 3 to this movie, <laughs> and I was about to be like, Lauren. That's our lowest rated movie. She <laughs> gave that one a 2,
1: so it was even lower.
0: <laughs> um, my overall impression for the Batman was a 9.5. I would totally watch this movie again. Please ask me about this movie. I would love to talk about the comparison between this Batman, the trilogy, and the original Batman from 18, 1989. I really liked it. I like... I I don't necessarily agree with you. I think that Robert Pattinson was born to play the Batman. Like, I didn't realize how big Robert Pattinson is. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. And to me, the Batman is a big dude. I think if, if he's one-dimensional and he does brooding and sulking and sitting in one yeah. spot, that is the Batman. Like, that is who Christopher Nolan and, like, Reeves have made the Batman to be. And I think that Robert Pattinson did a really good job doing that. I I might be canceled. I just don't think he's a very good actor. And not that
1: like I think he's a fine actor, just in general. And I think my prior opinion of him plays into
0: that. Of like Yeah, but you haven't even seen all of the movies that he's done. You openly admitted I that you haven't seen the Twilight movies. Um I have seen Twilight,
1: but I didn't pay much attention to it because it was really bad and I did not like it.
0: And that's like I automatically think of Edward Cullen. And I just yeah. See, to me, it's like there's been enough time, Ugh. and I was a big, I was big like, is it Jacob or is it Edward? Team like, Jacob team. It. Yeah. Like, and and so like, I just, I also think the audience that go and see the Batman, it's not the same audience that goes and sees. zero oh, percent. And so that to me is like less of a concern. Um, also, seeing him in Tenant really changed my mind so yeah, about I him. See and so um, maybe I just need to expand my Robert Pattinson catalog knowledge yeah. and I'll have a different opinion. I mean, I'm all for when once you make an opinion about someone not switching your opinion, even if they like redeem, try to redeem themselves. Like I do that with actors all the time where I'm like, they're just a bad actor. But I believe in second chances. I'll give them a second chance. Yeah. What was your so.
1: what does that make your final rating for this movie?
0: My final rating is an Eight.
1: Nope, eight. that's no. wrong.
0: I was like, that's My higher.
1: final rating is an 8.7. like, that seems higher. Yeah, so my overall pressure was an 8.5, which for this type of movie is high for me. Yep. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. I will say, you know I'm a firm believer that any movie over two hours is too long. This movie is three hours.
0: Yeah, it was long.
1: However, I will say, it did not feel long. Like, the pace was quick enough, and mm-hmm. there was enough plot and storyline going mm-hmm. that i di- i didn't get 2 hours in and was like all right tiktok let's go i do think they probably could have cut out some of the stuff at the end and made it about 15 20 minutes shorter yeah. um but like overall yes it was too long but i didn't think it was ridiculously too long which for a yeah. 3 hour movie normally i would be like that's like 90 minutes is a sweet spot yeah. but
0: there was a lot of character building at the beginning, too. That there I think was, could have been which,
1: as somebody, out. considering it didn't build off of the trilogy, I thought needed to happen. Yeah. Like, so I thought it was important. So I, I overall, I thought it was good, which made my final rating on this an 8.2. Yeah. Which awesome. is pretty high. So our overall rating for this was an 8.4. You guys should go and see this movie. Yeah. We would recommend this movie. I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. I would, I think this is going to be kind of a cult classic mm-hmm. um,
0: overall. Given the ending, I think there will be another mm-hmm. one.
1: Yeah, they left the door open, wide open. Wide open, but I also don't think you have to walk through it. Like, if there's not, I will not be
0: like disappointed. Can we talk about the post trailer? But do not say what the heck! Don't waste your time, anyone. First of all, it's stupid, and you can't even really tell what happens. And it is it what ten seconds? It's it's literally five seconds. Like it's. I don't even think it was
1: connected. I just think they put it in to do it. So we're talking about so like after, lots of DC movies supposedly or DC in general superhero whatever it is Mm -hmm. I don't know is known for like, post credits extra scenes. Mm Not worth. Do not stay. You can leave when the credits start. You are free to exit, and you will not miss anything. Yeah. There's
0: there's nothing back there for anybody.
1: Absolutely I'm sure somebody not. has
0: analyzed it online for, like, what it means, but...
1: Yeah. So, like, overall, I think, like, would recommend, you should yeah. go see the Batman. It's worth the worth the money. Yeah. agree. So that's kind of our conversation on the Batman. Yeah. I think that was good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What else are we talking about today?
1: That's about it, I think. Okay. Wrapping it up. Okay. We got a one-topic episode. We have a lot to say about this. Uh, well, it is freaking bats. It's freaking bats.
0: It's freaking bats.
1: Yeah. Stay tuned. We have... Maddie's birthday is coming up. Woo! When our next episode releases, we will be in the Big Apple. Wow, I'm so excited. It's so exciting. It's coming up. But, anyways, so as always, go follow us on Instagram. You can get some new content out there. Keep listening. And, yeah, and as always, who Who needs needs a critic, anyways? Bye, guys. Bye.